anybody hurt uh, that might not um, be ready for the start of the season? Uh, well, Jerzen Beck, as we know, is going to miss the season. Reese Markham is going to miss the season. But as of right now, uh, those are the only two. And then last year, I think we came in, it was kind of the opposite of this year. Knew what the pitching staff was last year. The offense had a question. Now the offense seems to be set. How do you think the pitching will develop over these next three weeks for the first game? I think you're right. I think it's a very similar situation, and I've mentioned this a few times. Uh, last year, going into the season, everybody knew about our pitchers. They were established. They had had success. And so I think we were ranked because of our pitching last year, uh, and nobody knew what our hitting would look like. And in inner squads, our pitching had been dominating our hitting. Um, but then the season started and we scored 20 runs on opening day and we kind of took off from there. Uh, and it seems to be the reverse this year. Uh, I think our, our hitting is pretty well established when you have two All-Americans returning, when you have a 19 home run guy returning, uh, and you have a lot of other really good hitters back that are a year stronger, a year better. Uh, I think it's pretty safe to say our offense is going to be really good. Um, and I think that's probably why we're ranked where we are right now. But I think our pitching has a chance to respond exactly the way our offense did last year. Uh, they're being challenged every day, um, but I think we've got some really good candidates, uh, both for the rotation, for the bullpen, and I expect our pitching to step up uh, just like our hitting did last year. Mark, when you have a season like last year, you make the run to the Super Regionals, and although you came up short of making it to Omaha, what, what kind of excitement and enthusiasm and momentum does that create for the offseason? And can you see it in the, how the guys attack the weight room or fall practice? Yeah, I think so. I think, I think last year was a really good year for us to kind of show that, that we we're getting this thing exactly where we want it to be. Uh, we've built on the momentum in the transfer portal. We've built on the momentum uh, in recruiting the younger high school kids at this point. Uh, and I think the returning players know that, that this is what we're capable of doing at one point. We were a national championship contender last year until we lost two-thirds of our weekend rotation and we lost catcher and a shortstop and a second baseman. Uh, at one point, we were a national championship contender. So I think that's bringing that buzz into the building that, that we're, we're back there where we want to be, where we need to be. So uh, we're building on it. This team always works hard, you know, even before last year's season. This team works hard in the weight room and in the cages and the bullpens. It's a, it's a program built on blue-collar work ethic. Always, always has been, always will be. Um, but I think our guys know that we have some pretty good momentum right now. Roman Kimball's finally healthy. I know you're excited about him going into last year. For those of us who haven't seen him pitch in a year and a half, what does he bring? What is, you know, kind of what's the scattering report there? And what do you think his ceiling is for this team? Yeah, well, Roman uh, has the ability to be a weekend starter in our league. Uh, at his best, he's 95, might touch 96. Uh, he's, he reminds us of a Roy Oswalt. Um, so for the non-baseball traditionalist, look up Roy Oswalt. He's a little undersized, but a, a, a guy with an extremely quick athletic motion, um, quick arm, uh, has a really good breaking ball last fall. He was statistically was our best pitcher last fall before he got injured. So we're very excited about him. Um, you guys know him probably as well or better than I do, thanks to all his YouTube videos. Uh, so uh, he's a guy we're excited about. And, and he's, he's not a finished product yet. You know, when you come back off of Tommy John, it takes some time. So he, he'll be better later in the year than he is early in the year. Um, but I just hope he's raring to go and ready to go uh, very early. Hey, Mark, just wanted to ask you a little bit about the shortstop battle. Obviously, how good are you feeling about the two guys that you have right now? And then you add Jordan Carey into the mix. What did you like about him in terms of, you know, bringing him in um, last month? And what can he bring to the table in terms of that battle for the season? 
Well, we're, I think we're in pretty good shape there. Will Tippett is probably our most improved player uh, from his freshman season. He's put on some really good strength that has made his offense much better than it was last year. Uh, he has plenty of range for the position, and we love range at the shortstop position. Uh, he has that. He's a 6'5 runner. Uh, he's a gamer. He's a winner. As you guys saw last year, he battled through some serious injuries um, last year and just kept playing and playing hard. So uh, he's a guy we're very excited about. Uh, Lee Ellis is, is a freshman shortstop. Elite athleticism, another guy that's in that 6'4", 6'5 range, uh, plus arm. Uh, the offense is a little bit behind the defense right now. Uh, but he's a guy that can really go pick it and, and, and help you in a lot of different ways. And then we added Jordan because Jordan has a lot of starts uh, in his past at Florida, at Florida State. Uh, he's a guy that can play any position on the infield. Uh, and he just, he, he brings, uh, he, he's a plus defender. And, and that's a, it's, we don't know if he's going to be eligible yet. You know, that's the key here. It's probably 50-50 whether he'll be eligible for us this year. If he's not, then he will roll over into onto next year's team. Um, but if he's healthy and he's uh, and he's eligible this year, uh, he'll be a guy that can help us at second, short, or third. When do you kind of find out about that? Sorry, about that. Your, yeah, your your guess is as good as mine. We hope sooner rather than later. Uh, with Ethan, he, he won a national freshman of the year last year. Was your team offensive triple crown winner? What does he do to take a next step, take another step? Is, do you want him to be the same guy, or did you highlight some areas where you want to see him be a little different, a little better? Well, I think there's still, a, believe it or not, there are places he can get better. Plate discipline, strikeout to walk ratio can continue to improve with him. Uh, and it has. He has gotten better in those areas. Um, I've, I've said this a couple times. Last fall, he hit one homer um, leading into the season. This fall, he hit six. So I don't think he's six times better than he was last year, but I think he is better. He is a better player. He's a more mature hitter. Um, he's going to have more discipline. And you know, my goal for him is that he continues to evolve as a very feared hitter, that if, if they're going to not pitch to you and give you a walk and take it. You know, don't get yourself out. Because uh, he did that a little bit as a young freshman, but he's so young, he's young for his grade, and the sky's the limit. He is getting better. He's a better player than he was last year. And we'll continue to stress to him that he has Cole Messina hitting behind him, which is another one of the best hitters in the country. So uh, my goal for him is that if he continues to just improve the discipline of the strike zone, like his numbers are just going to continue to get better and better. Coach, I know you don't need anyone telling you that the SEC is a stacked conference. No, but I what do about, not. Yeah, but what, what about this team makes you think that they set apart and can challenge with the SEC elite? Well, again, you've, you've got to be good in, in all areas in the SEC. This is the best league in America. Uh, you've got probably 14 teams right now that think they can get to Omaha and, and probably are justified in that opinion. Uh, you have to be good in every area. You have to be able to hit. You have to be able to pitch. You better play good defense. You better run the bases well. Um, you better have good chemistry. You better be able to deal with adversity because it's going to come in this league. So uh, I feel like we have a chance to be really good in all those areas. Uh, I really do. So because of that, I think we have a chance. And again, in this league, you, you just you try to hold your head above water through the 30-game grind so that you can then get to the postseason. Hopefully you host. And then from there, you know, we're all fighting to get to Omaha. Mark, I was wondering if you guys had discussed any plans for um, some kind of memorial to Tommy throughout the season, a sticker or, or something like that. Yeah, we have. We have. And actually, you know, with Stuart Lake coming on now, he's he's been instrumental in trying to figure out and, and bounce, you know, different ways that we can do that. Tommy was extremely uh, important to our program, to our fan base, 
to our players, to our coaches, to me personally. Uh, it's a great loss for all of us, and yeah, we are we are looking at different ways um, to make sure that we honor his memory. Mark, I wanted to ask about Kennedy Jones and what the recruiting process was like to get him here and what you think he can bring to this offense and this defense this season after his experience in the SOCON. Yeah, Kennedy was is an established player, uh, has put up really big numbers um, at UNC Greensboro. The recruiting process was pretty simple. He went in the portal. Uh, and we reached out to him as soon as we saw his name in the portal. He narrowed it down to a few schools that he was interested in. Um, we went up uh, to the Cape Cod League, Monty and I, to meet with him um, personally, just to make sure he knew how serious we were about wanting to add him to our team. Uh, and then, long story short, he decided to be a Gamecock. Um, he's got a chance to be very instrumental on this team. Um, but we do have other outfielders now that he's battling for playing time with. You know, this nothing is nothing is uh, given here. Everything is earned. So between him and Brewer and Horning and Blake Jackson and Stone uh, and Petrie, like it's a it's a very crowded outfield of, of really good players. So um, I think he's going to really help us. You know, it's up to him now to earn very consistent playing time uh, as it is for everybody. Hey, Mark, for someone who hasn't seen Cole Messina play, can you describe what makes him special as a catcher? Well, he does it all. He does it all. Let's start with the makeup. The makeup is off the charts. He's a gamer. Uh, he's a grinder. Um, he's a winner. Uh, so you start with that. And past that, uh, physically, he hits the ball as hard as anybody. He had a ball 111 miles an hour in our sin game yesterday. Um, hit 17 homers last year. He's a, he's a cleanup hitter. You just don't get cleanup hitters from the catching position very often. I mean, he's, he's a version of Mike Piazza where not only do you, do you get uh, the offense, but he's actually probably a more advanced catcher than Piazza was uh, at the same age. I would say that's pretty, pretty clear. Uh, so you're getting a guy that brings it all to the table, offense, defense, leadership. Um, he bleeds garnet black. And so he's everything you could ever hope for in a catcher. Hey, Coach, is there anyone we haven't talked about or haven't talked about enough that could get Gamecock fans on their feet this season? Yeah, there's a lot of them, and, I, and we probably don't have enough time to talk about it. Offensively, I would say a, a guy that's a little bit under the radar right now that you need to know about is Ryan Bakes. He's a, uh, a freshman from Chicago. He was one of our best hitters this fall, and he's been one of our best hitters this spring. Um, he's a little undersized, but he's extremely strong. His bat is is it's an elite bat speed um, that we get from him, and he doesn't strike out. Uh, he makes hard contact all the time. So he's a guy that's, that's really pushing to, to get his name in the lineup. And so uh, he's a guy we're very excited about. And he can, he can get us, he can get in the lineup probably at the DH spot, uh, behind the plate as a catcher, also in the outfield. Uh, he can play all, all those positions. So it's a guy that you really need to be aware of. Um, Pitching-wise, uh, you know, I think of the new guys, you're, you're looking at Javar Martin, you're looking at Garrett Ganey, you're looking at Ty Good, uh, and, and I'm missing some, and I apologize uh, to those guys, but uh, there's, some, there's some guys that are, that are going to be, you know, some guys you don't know about yet that will help us, the Pitzers, the Coppers. Um, Polk is a guy that, that, that may come on the scene. He looked really, really good the other day. So again, I'm missing some guys. Dylan Eskew is probably our most improved pitcher uh, this year. Um, he, he was coming off surgery last year, and so he wasn't quite himself uh, the fall and in the early spring. He's, he's by far our most improved pitcher. Uh, so there's a lot of guys, and there's more that I'm not mentioning now, so I apologize for the players that may be watching this that wonder why I didn't say their name. Uh, there, there are more, um, but those are the guys that, you know, off the top of my head come to, come to mind.
With Roman and YouTube and stuff, I just want to ask, like, it's kind of a loaded question, but how did that conversation kind of come up when he brought it up to you last year about potentially doing it? And then, you know, when, you, when he's doing YouTube during the season and stuff, you know, how good is it um, in terms of just, you know, giving everyone a behind-the-scenes look? But also, when you think about recruiting and stuff, you know, high school guys, college transfers, they get to kind of see what goes on day-to-day. So just how, I guess, of an advantage, I guess, is it to have that? I think on. you just answered your own question. I guess so. Uh, I think you did, you did my work for me. No, it, it was pretty simple. Roman came to me last year and said, Coach, I'm not going to be able to pitch. I want to dive into something that might help us. Uh, here's what I'd like to do. And I said, is it going to make us look good? Is it going to give everybody a behind-the-scenes look at how we really, you know, really do things? Which I'm confident in that we do things very well. And so we have nothing to hide. Uh, so I said, you know what? Do it. Go for it. And I think it was very well received by, by fans. Um, by media, by recruits, uh, I've had I've had it you know brought up a lot of times in recruiting. Hey, I've seen some of Roman's uh, videos. That looks like a program I'd love to be a part of. So it's been it's been very positive. He talked a lot preseason last year about how deep your starting rotation was. Obviously, a lot of those guys are gone. Do you have about an estimate for how many guys you think could start? And are there any guys in the bullpen from last year you might be looking to stretch out? I would say you know you need in in early in the season we'll play five five game mid, you know, weeks, uh, so with double midweek. So you need five starters early in the season. I'd say we probably have six or seven guys competing for those five spots. Um, I won't give you what those names are yet because I, I, want, I want to get through at least a weekend to, to see how guys are doing. But I'd say uh, there's probably seven guys that, that are competing for those five spots. You you touched on the rankings earlier, but were you surprised at all to, to see your team at, at number 25? Well, I prefer to see our team at number 11 because there's about 10 polls out there. So, uh, again, I think last year D1 baseball put us at 23, and, uh, and we far exceeded that. I would expect us to far exceed the 25 from them again this year. Um, but there are other, other ones that have us as high as nine, I think, and, and I think pretty consistently in that nine to 13 range is where the other polls have us. So, look, we all know at the end of the day they don't mean a whole lot. They're, they're just glorified guesses. Um, nobody anticipated we'd work our way up to the number two spot in a poll, and, and it turned out that didn't mean as much either because that was the sixth week of the season, and we were ranked two, but then you have injuries and, and you go the other way. So polls are a nice conversation for fans, for media. Um, the end of the day, you've got to go play. Thank you. So to get to Omaha, I mean, you've been to two super regionals, uh, both away from home. How important is it to have that great season where you can be in position to host a super? How important is it to host a super to be able to get to Omaha? I mean, I know you can win on the sure. road, but big advantage if you can get yourself in position to host a super? Oh, sure. Uh, you know, the statistics will back that up. The, the great majority of teams that get to Omaha hosted their Super Regional. So, absolutely. You know, we've, in my time here, we were on the verge of Omaha twice, but we had to go on the road to teams that ended up playing for the national championship. And so, uh, you've got, if you want to give yourself the best chance to get to Omaha, you need to host not only the regional, but the Super Regional. And look, only eight teams will, will be national seeds. You, you want to try to work your way into that. Uh, doesn't mean you can't go. Um, um, if you if you have to go on the road for a super, it doesn't it doesn't mean you can't make it. But obviously, baseball is a game of playing the odds, and the odds are much greater if you're at home. 
Mark, starting your seventh year, I'm sure you probably don't waste a lot of time thinking about this, but from day one to now starting year seven, just what's been your personal greatest area of growth or just what have you learned the most since you've been here? My biggest area of growth, I think, is, is that I have really learned that my job is to serve the players. Um, I used to feel like players it's the player's job to play for the coach. Uh, now in 2024, uh, I'm of the opinion that it's the coach's job to serve the players. And uh, I think whether that's because I've evolved as a coach, whether that's uh, what the trends are nationally in terms of, of, of our society, um, that's just where I sit right now. My job is to serve the needs of the players uh, and my coaches, give them everything they need to be successful, continue to be a guide and a mentor to them. And if we do that and we recruit well and we develop them well, we'll win as many games as we're supposed to win. And, and that's, I've kind of, you know, I, I had other distractions as I first got here that, that I, I allowed myself to be uh, invested in. And, and now my, I get up in the morning and say, how can, how can I do the best for the players and the coaches? When the SEC is as good as it is every year, uh, what's your philosophy on non-conference scheduling? And, and how did you set up this year's schedule to, to try and host a super? Well, again, we get 14 weekends. 10 are already accounted for in the SEC. The 11th is already accounted for with the Clemson series. So really, you get three weekends outside of that. We want to play them at home. Every now and then, teams will go on the road to play those. But we just want to play at home because, because look, it's a home field advantage. We want to play here as much as we can for our fans, for our team. Um, so you just find the best teams you can that, that you can bring in there um, those three weekends uh, to not only get better, but uh, challenge yourself um, and hope that they get you ready for the SEC. You mentioned uh, Messina hitting behind Petri. Are there any spots in the lineup or spots out in the field that you feel pretty confident in at this point before the season? I'd say there are a lot. Yeah, a lot. But I would also say there's some jobs that are still open for business. There are some spots in the lineup that are still open for business. Um, but I would guess that you could you could go to bed tonight saying that Messina will probably be in the cleanup spot, Petri will probably be in the three hole, and then we'll work our way around those two guys. Any more questions for Coach? Coach, can you talk about the whole process of fall and then getting ready for, for a season? No, it doesn't. You know, because again, I, personally, you know, because now I just, I'm taking a different approach and a different angle, it's, the chance to come help guys get better and help your coaches continue to evolve like that doesn't get old because it's it's I got into this a long time ago because I love the game and now I've really fallen in love with the process of just trying to help and serve these players that now I get up every day thanking God that this is what I get to do.